Back to the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. The Ticket Water Cooler actually has a sponsor again. The Ticket Water Cooler is sponsored by the Guardians of Freedom Air Show, coming to Lincoln's Air Park August 26th and 27th. More details at lincolnairshow.com. You a big fan of air shows, Austin? I uh, haven't been to many, but I do like airplanes. I do like people doing cool things, so sign me up as a fan. You a big fan of air shows. Yeah. I used to go to, there was this air show at uh, Offit Air Force Base every year for the longest time. I don't know if they still do it, but I used to go back when I was a, a wee boy. Uh, and it was fantastic because they had like the gigantic planes. I don't even know what they were, but they had the massive ones and they just had them there with the backs open. You could just go in there and like look at everything. They would like kind of let you in the cockpit. Like it'd be like one person at a time. And there was like two people standing there making sure you didn't touch anything, but just a lot of buttons. I don't know what any of them did. <laughs> but I know there's a lot I of buttons. I dare you there. to go back in time and press some. I just like do 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 and just like flip up switches and all this stuff. Somehow the back closes and starts taking off. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Uh sounds like there is not an off at air show this year. There wasn't one in twenty two either, but there might be one in twenty twenty four. Bring it back. There's a, a very cryptic post from July fifteenth of twenty twenty two that looks like a tarmac and just says off at air show twenty four. Bring it back. It was a blast. You got to go to the Air Force Base if you weren't for well, I could get on the Air Force Base because my mom was retired Air Force. But uh-huh. you get on the Air Force Base if you weren't part of, if your your parents or siblings weren't part of the Air Force, it was it was fantastic. Great place to work out also, the Air Force Base. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Great great little uh I don't even know, it was like a gym type area where like there was a track that went around I think it was like a mile long track that went around it. Um they had basketball courts, uh weights, uh there was um not pickleball, but racquetball courts, mm. uh, tennis courts, like all of this stuff, like in the middle, surrounded by this super long track in this in this area on the on the. Did you ever get on a tarmac and pull an airplane for a workout? No, one oh. because I don't think they'd allow that, and two, I don't think I'm that strong. That's why you work. There was at a, it. there was a point, my sophomore year of college, where I was like, I could do that. like watching this world's <laughs> strongest man. Yeah, like, anything that had to do with legs, I was like. I could do that. I got a shot. But yeah. if they're when they're like lifting lifting up the rock, I'm like, I'm not. Nope. If I can hold mm-hmm. it, like I think I can, you know, squat with it. Yeah. But I'm not going to lift it and push it over anything like no. that. My upper body has always and will always be weak. But my lower body, strong. Tell me about it. Dude, Austin, you got muscles. What are you talking about? I mean, there's a little bump there, but I blame my long arms. Looking like Victor Wembenyama. <laughs> Speaking of Victor, I should Wembenyama. be the number one pick. Yeah, speaking of Victor Wembanyama, the number one overall pick from France, going to the San Antonio Spurs to be coached by the Hall of Fame great coach Greg Popovich. Who's going number two, Austin, in this year's NBA draft tonight? I believe it's eight o'clock, somewhere along those lines. Uh, the the number two pick is somewhere between Brandon Miller of Alabama and Scoot Henderson of the G League. If you are the Charlotte Hornets, who are you going to go with? To pair with LaMelo and whoever else is on that team, because I don't know. What if I told you neither? Neither was an option. What? I don't think that's most likely. I What I think the Hornets do is they take Brandon Miller. Mm-hmm. I Even would, though he's trashing Michael Jordan? I would probably... I'm not so sure that's not a setup. 
I'm not so sure that's not a setup, and MJ doesn't love that. Do you think that's a way for him to to try to get avoided drafted or trying to get drafted by the Hornets? I could see either. I also know the lines have moved massively his way today. He he thinks Paul George is the GOAT. I, I like Brandon Miller's fit with the Hornets. They don't have a lot of true wings, mm-hmm. a lot of 3 and D guys that can shoot the ball like Brandon Miller can, so I think he's a good fit. I think Scoot Henderson's a better player, okay. and I don't think the presence of uh, James Bonite, Terry Rozier, um, Dennis Smith Jr., Theo Maladon, guys like that on the roster should scare the Hornets away from taking a Scoot Henderson-level talent if they think he's the better player. Um, looking over Charlotte's roster, I think they should be better than they have been, um, but they're still far enough away that I think you could take a swing on a Scoot Henderson and figure out the rest later. If that means you know moving Lamelo off ball, moving Scoot off ball to be more of a two, that works. Or the fun, funky option is do you trade for Zion? Do you say, we think we can get more out of a former number one overall pick than either of these two guys? We can have maybe the most exciting duo in the league when healthy of LaMelo and Zion. I mean, that would be, talk about an air show. That'd be Cape Canaveral stuff. Um, So if they can get Zion and not give too much up outside of the number two overall pick, I wouldn't hate that for them. Who was on the Charlotte Hornets roster? that? Because it's going to be number two and two players. So if you look at New Orleans and what they need, they need some some shooting. Have they re-signed Brandon Ingram, or is he under contract? Well, Brandon Ingram's also on the block. It sounds like it's going to come down to one of, one of those two guys. Okay. And if I'm the Pelicans, again, I should know more about Zion Williamson than anyone else in the league. Um, my guess is they lean towards keeping Brandon Ingram. That's just my what my gut says. Mm-hmm. So in that case, what does New Orleans need off of Charlotte's roster? They need shooters. They need some knockdown guys. Maybe that's a guy like a Zvi Mikhailuk, who's a little bit taller shooter on the wing. Okay. Uh, maybe that is, dare I say, Rice McGowan's. I know Charlotte really likes him. Do you, do you trade for a, a long guard like Bryce McGowan? Do you, do you believe in James Bonite enough to pair him? But I think they just need either a shooter or a true kind of lead point guard. If you look at Bryce McGowan's, do you? And I'm not comparing the two, so be careful. Whatever <laughs> whatever I say right now, don't, don't try and spin it. You look at Bryce McGowan's, do you see someone that could end up like a Brandon Ingram? The, the 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 crazy length, the size, the shooting ability, the athleticism. I know Brandon Ingram was a you know a Duke guy who was you know what like a top five recruit in the nation and and all of that. And and Bryce was also you know a top top what fifteen? I don't remember exactly where he was recruiting wise. Top fifty, yeah, top yeah. fifty guy, a five star coming into Nebraska. So it's a little bit different that way. But if you look at them, um, I, I think Brandon's uh, taller than Bryce. But Taller, a little thicker. Of, yeah, but in terms of, you know, Bryce is in his, he's going into his second year. He still has time to to put on weight. He's he's only what twenty years old, mm-hmm. nineteen years old. So he has a lot of time to develop into to that kind of player. But when I look at them, um, I just thought of it right now, just thinking about those two um, standing next to each other or something. They, I, I feel like Bryce can be a Brandon Ingram type player. 
Maybe. I think Bryce is a bit more of a two, though. I don't think he slides up the positional spectrum like Brandon Ingram does as well. Ingram's a true three who can play the four. Mm -hmm. Bryce is a two who I think would be swimming a little bit at the three. Um, I just don't think he has quite the bulk. And now that Brandon Ingram's huge. I mean, 6'8", 190 isn't much different than, you know, 6'6", 175, I think, mm-hmm. is what Bryce is listed at. But I, I think that Brandon Ingram has a little bit more in his bag. Not to say Bryce can't develop it, but Brandon Ingram's also proven he can you now handle the ball a little bit. I mm-hmm. think the best role for Bryce for at least the next few years is not have to worry about ball handling, being the number one. If he can be that off-ball guy, take on more scoring responsibilities and a little bit a of playmaking. You no, know, just a two. I Just think there's to, a little bit too much on the defensive end expected out of all the, the great threes in the okay. league. I think it's a little simpler. And I say easier, but simpler okay. for Bryce if he can stick at the two. Yeah, no, I can see that. I, I guess I was just thinking the the simplicity in which both of them score in mm-hmm. where, and it was something that, that um, some Nebraska fans believed was him taking it easy taking it easy during some games it was just the smoothness in which he did everything the smoothness is comparable between the two yeah this just mm-hmm. everything that they did to everything that they do to score the ball it just looks so easy between the two so mm-hmm. i guess that was just where i was going with that but but if if charlotte moves on from the two if charlotte moves on from number two and trades for a zion uh i think that's going to be monumental in, in you know that is that the biggest trade of, you know, the the offseason trade so far? Well, it depends on what they get, because you would have thought it would have been Bradley Beal, but Washington didn't get anything back. No. That's straight salary dumb. So I think Washington really dropped the ball there. They got more back for Chris Stapps than they did for Bradley. I was just going to say, even for the Porzingis trade, I mean, five years ago, the Porzingis trade would have been the biggest. Mm-hmm. I think Zion's in the news enough and still fresh enough to the league that that would or should be the biggest trade of the I mean, offseason, but if we look back play. in five years and he doesn't play, then it's, well, New Orleans did the right thing, got out early. Yeah, I mean, when he does play and when he is healthy, he is one of the better He's players He's got baby shack efficiency. Yeah, he is one of the better players in the league, so it's just keeping him healthy and keeping him out of the news for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. The top two picks in that draft have not, have not done anything to help themselves. Nor is the number three pick, unfortunately. Not number, three, number three stayed out of the news. <laughs> He hasn't done anything. Uh, well, he's in New York, so he's never really out of the news. He hasn't done anything wrong off the court. Correct. And we love him for that. We do love him. He had a breakout postseason. Hopefully it carries over. RJ Barrett, the best pick in that draft. Who would have thought? So going back through that 2019 draft, your top 10, Zion Jaw, RJ. DeAndre Hunter at four has been kind of underwhelming. He's on the trade block now. Darius Garland? Hasn't been bad for the Cavs. He's been pretty solid. Jarrett Culver, LOL. Colby White, LOL. Jackson Hayes, role guy. Rui Hachimura. I like Rui. He got more of a rep this year than I think he deserved. Really? He did a role with the Lakers, but I think it was just because he went to the Lakers that he got as much pub as he did. I think he has more to offer a team that he he wasn't able to do in Washington, and now in L.A., he's... He's sitting back and, and biding his time, but I, I really think that he's going to be a successful, not a star, I think he's going to be a successful player. In the Roll league. guy, yeah, sure. Number 10, Cam Reddish, eh, bounced around. Unfortunately. So far, I think the best pick of this draft is Cam Johnson at 11. How dare you. Which is crazy. I mean, I love RJ, I love Cam, I love Zion, they're my guys. Tyler Hero at 13. Up and down. They want to build around him. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker's had moments. Grant Williams at 22. Do you take him or Cam Johnson? Grant Williams is solid, but he's 
he's solid in the role that he plays. Which Jordan isn't. Jordan Poole or Cam Johnson? Ooh. Jordan Poole if you've got a dime sitting courtside. <laughs> no kidding. But other than that, That's when I mean, he goes off. Kelton Johnson's put up some numbers, but not great. Haven't been a lot of good no. second rounders it's from that not, draft either. Not a great draft. It's not a bust yet. It's not a it's not one of the worst drafts yet. But it's not good. No. It's not looking pretty right now for that uh, for that draft class, unfortunately. I will say free Tyus. That boy does Tyus not. Jones? Yes, that he does not deserve to rot away in the mediocrity that is the Washington Wizards. Is that that's where he's going, right? Yeah. Yes, he was with Memphis. Yep, he was the backup point. Where guy. was he before Memphis? Tyus Jones was with. I should know this, shouldn't I? Not necessarily. Minnesota. I knew that. I didn't know that. Tyus Jones is my favorite Duke player of all time. He deserves better than the Washington Wizards. What? I never said he was the best. I said he's my favorite. No, I no. Yeah. What? I love Tyus Jones. Tyus Stones, he set the table so well. He's part of some of the clutchest moments that I saw in that team. He won a title. Package deal with Okafor. He took over in like the last minute and a half against Carolina to force overtime at home, mm-hmm. won that game. On the road at Virginia, he it was 66-63 with like 10 seconds to go. Hit a dagger three in London Perantes' face to make it 69-63. Had the sickest jump pass I've ever seen. Uh, hit a three from the corner against St. John's in the Garden to give Duke the lead in what turned out to be Coach K's thousandth win. Yep. Uh, Final four MOP as a freshman. <laughs> took over against Wisconsin. I love Tyus Jones. Did not know that I was sitting with a Tyus Jones super fan. Yes. My love I for Tyus Jones. I deep. didn't know that there were any Tyus Jones super fans. You're talking to him. Okay, there you go. That's that's what you learn here on the Ticket Water Cooler. Austin Norman, Tyus Jones super fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to do it for this second segment on the Ticket Water Cooler. I don't even know what we're going to talk about next because I was just caught very off guard by that. Uh, Tyus Jones threw me for a loop. We'll see what happens coming up on the final segment of the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket. 